Hey everyone, this is Patrick Aubin from the SPMI podcast, and you are listening to episode number 30. Hey everyone, well today we have some exciting news that I want everyone to stick around to till the end. Uh, but first, I want to go into today a really powerful, not only topic, but just skill that has helped so many athletes that I work with consistently. And that has to do with developing world-class habits. Now, habits are some of the most critical components to achieving one's full potential. And it's something I want to go into depth of today. And uh, we're going to start now just with understanding, you know, what are habits? Well, a habit is a routine of behavior that is repeated regularly and tends to occur subconsciously. Habits can be predicted regularly because they're rituals and behaviors that we perform automatically. Habits differ from routines because they require little to no conscious thought. So this is one of the kind of confusing components when I talk to athletes is understanding what's the difference between a habit and a routine. A routine is conscious. A habit is unconscious. Now we have a lot of habits that we go into in our lives that we may not even be aware of. And we're going to look to kind of expose those today to look to develop some much better habits and just the path of creating great habits. So Secondly, how are habits created? Well, habits are created when our brains convert a sequence of actions into a routine that is now automatic. And that sequence of action is called chunking. Now, chunking is a great thing that our brain does because what chunking does is it automates what we're doing while we're conscious. So whenever we're conducting a habit in the beginning and we're trying to achieve it, we're using a lot of energy to try to achieve those habits. So chunking is essential for our brains because it helps our brains consolidate energy so that that energy may be used for actions that are independent of habits. It's pretty cool. It's as if our brain has this merit system that when we work really hard and we're consistent with it over time, our brain then makes it easier for us to do it in the future. It's really amazing, right? So it's saying, okay, well, you start working on something and yes, it's tough. Yes, it requires a lot of effort. But then as you consistently and deliberately work on it day after day, the brain makes it easier because it chunks it, it simplifies it. So that way now in the future, now it becomes automated. So that means that now it is easier, it's faster, and it's effortless, where before it took a lot of time. So it's a saying, you know, it says, well, if an athlete is doing so well, that looks easy, then you know that they put a lot of time into it. And that is a sequence of actions. And that is a big component of chunking. Now, before a habit is established, athletes are dependent on what is called willpower. You see, without habits, our brains would simply shut down. So what is willpower? Willpower in its most simplest form is glucose. Okay, we all have a limited supply of it. And a lot of willpower is dependent upon not only our levels of glucose, but also other factors such as sleep, such as nutrition, such as exercise, stress levels. Many of those areas influence willpower. And we're going to get more into that later on about why that's important. But we know that habits are separate, are stored separately from willpower in a region that is called the basal ganglia. Why is that important? Because we want what we're learning to become autonomous so it's no longer difficult. And in order to do that, it needs to be stored in a separate region of the brain. That means we actually have a brain, a region that is allocated just for autonomous, autonomous functioning, right? So habits. 
Now, how do we sustain enough willpower to form a habit? Well, first, let's understand how many days do we need to stick to a behavior to achieve a habit? So when we look at recent studies, we find that on average, it takes about 66 days of deliberate practice, deliberate commitment to an action over and over to achieve a habit. So on average, 66 days, that is roughly two months. Now, of course, that number isn't completely accurate because depending on what the athlete is trying to achieve, it could take a few days, uh, less days or more days, but on average, 66 days. So we know by looking at that, that that is a lot of willpower, right? Now, glucose, on the other hand, as I mentioned, glucose is really critical to being able to sustain or achieve a high enough level of willpower throughout those 66 days to be able to form a habit. But here's the problem, or I should say the challenge. The challenge with glucose is that when we look at glucose, it is such a necessary component to our brain that it requires a lot of it. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when we look at the human brain, we understand that the human brain only consists of 2% of our entire body mass. However, it consumes over 20% of all glucose. This is highly significant. Now, if we understand this, then we need to understand that we need to prioritize feeding the brain appropriate level of glucose while also not exercising or utilizing too much supply of it. So what does that mean? Well, for one, we need to eat the right foods that both contain glucose and that are also nutrient rich, but also we need great sleep. We need exercise. And then a big part of this, we need to start understanding and eliminating vices that deplete willpower. We're going to get into that in a little bit later in this podcast. So the big part here is because willpower is limited. We need to respect that in order to form a habit. And what many athletes fail to do is a lot of times they take on too much too soon. So they never actually achieve the habit. You know, they'll say, hey, you know what? I want to train and I want to run every single day and I want to do three miles a day and I want to get it in under 18 minutes. And they haven't even started it. So therefore they start it. It's not a habit yet. And when they started, a lot of times they end up quitting because their willpower is depleted. It's almost the New Year's resolution challenge, right? We see this with a lot of times where there are um, many people, individuals who get excited by the end of the year. You see all these commercials that pop up about you know, joining a gym and purchasing a new membership and changing the you, you know, creating the new you. So you'll see in January comes around and the gyms are completely packed with people, but then by the time it hits February, now the gyms are starting to empty out. Like, well, why is that? Because these individuals are so pumped up, which is great. They're so motivated. However, they're using only willpower to push through. And then they're battling other habits in their lives. So they head to the gym and they may get through it three days in a row, four days, maybe that first week even, but then they'll start to notice there's this huge block in front of them where they start having these intrusive thoughts like, okay, well now I have to take care of this work endeavor, or I have this other thing that I need to do. How am I going to be able to get it done? Cause I'm gonna be so tired the next day. I'm already so sore. So then they start creating these other almost excuses, but statements, these intrusive statements that, you know, I, let me just skip tomorrow. I'll skip today or I'll skip tomorrow and I'll be back the next day. 
And then that becomes, let me just skip this week. I really got to get this stuff done. I'm behind right now. And then that week becomes a month before you know it, the athlete saying, yeah, I'll get to it. I, I will I'll eventually get to it. And it just doesn't happen. And it's not the athlete's fault. They're just going against the science of the brain, right? So they have the right intent, but it's the wrong execution. So then what is the right execution? Well, the right execution may seem somewhat overly simplistic, but the right execution is to simply show up. So what does that mean? Well, let's take the example that I gave earlier with the runner who, you know, the athlete who wants to commit to getting in shape again. Let's say this athlete just got the clearance from their doctor from an injury that they sustained that they were out for a good year. And now they are so motivated to go get in the best shape of their life and they want to run three miles a day and they want to be able to do it in 18 minutes or less. And when they're saying these things, I would say, look, listen, I love your motivation. I love your passion. However, we have to tweak the framework in achieving that goal. And the athlete would be like, well, what do you mean, Patrick? Well, this is what I want you to do. Instead of going after that goal for the next 66 days, I want you instead every single morning to grab your running shoes, put them on and get out the door and start running. And the athlete's waiting for more. And the athlete's like, what, what do you mean? That's it? So yeah, that's it. And the athlete's like, well, Patrick, what happens if after five minutes, I just stop and I come back home? Then what I say to them is this, then you've achieved your goal. Great job. Do it again tomorrow. Do it again tomorrow. Here's what we're going to find. And this is what we've found with many athletes. When athletes go after things that are small, because they are athletes, okay, they're already high achievers in society, at least in one sector, they tend to push more than others. So it's more about just getting the ball rolling. Once they're out the door and they start running, they're competitive by nature. So they're going to push. And a lot of times they're going to reach that goal. And if not, they're going to get close. So that means now what have we done? We have taken an athlete and say, okay, we want you to achieve this goal. And we've reached the goal. Now they've reached 66 days. So 66 days is really significant, right? Because once they've shown up for 66 days, now it becomes a habit to show up, which means now they can take on more. Right. That's the big thing. That's really the key point is to understand that we need to first prioritize showing up, not perfection. And this is why many athletes will not achieve habits because they're so used to this perfectionistic mindset of needing to be perfect, of needing to be just right, or else they will not start it at all. So we see this a lot of times, and this is what holds them back. Perfection is imperfection because we are imperfect beings. So we tend to not take on anything. So therefore we're slowing down our progress, if not putting it to a complete halt, setting it to a halt. And then that's it. So now let's look a little bit into how do habits work? <clears throat> so habits work through three components. Okay. We have what's called the cue and the cue is kind of the trigger. The, the cue is what we first notice that gets the ball rolling. So we have the cue, and then after that, we have the routine. And then what follows the routine is the reward. So let's take a topic that I've been talking quite a bit about in the past several podcasts, and that has to do with social media addiction. If you have an athlete who is addicted to social media, or at least to the phone to some extent, what happens? Well, there's a cue. That cue could be a message that pops up on the phone. The athlete sees the message. Then the athlete goes through the routine meaning the athlete checks the message. And before you know it, the athlete is receiving the reward. 
you notice that the athlete is scrolling. And every single time the athlete's scrolling, they're receiving a hit of dopamine. They're achieving multiple rewards with one cue. It's a pretty powerful habit and not a good one. Now, in order to go after a habit, we must first ask, you know, is this something that is desirable, right? Is this something that we truly, truly want to achieve? And if it's something that you may also want to eliminate, right? So if it's something that you want to eliminate for many athletes here, it's like, Hey, I want to get rid of this. I do not like this part of what I do. It consumes my time. It is inefficient. It's ineffective. So if that's the case, then you can't just simply remove a habit. At least that's what studies show because of willpower. Once again, right? We're up against this uphill battle of saying, okay, well, let me try to get rid of a habit that's already there. So then what's the solution? The solution is that instead of getting rid of the habit, we must replace the habit. Okay. We must replace it and not just the habit more specifically, we must replace the routine. Okay. This means we must replace it with a new one. We know that habits do not go away by themselves. So this is the tricky part, right? The tricky part is that the routine must stay the same. And then we need it to produce a similar, ideally the same reward, right? But at least a similar reward. So I'll give everyone a good example. This is an example of myself. So one thing I've talked to my athletes about, and I've noticed for myself is because I work so many athletes with uh, so many, <laughs> see that so many hours with athletes that I noticed that by the end of the day, I'm feeling kind of anxious, restless. You work so much. And what I've noticed that I developed this habit of eating later, eating carbs, not doing well and understanding why am I doing that? Because my body is seeking relief. It's seeking a reward for the restlessness that I feel or the anxiousness that I feel later on in the evening. So yesterday, what I do, I replace that. And that's what I'm going to be doing a lot is I replace it, not eliminate it. Sign up, say, Hey, you know what? After the end of a long day, I'm going to just stop with that. That's really difficult to do. That requires willpower. But what's an easier thing to do is I replace it. I replace that routine. So what I did yesterday evening was when I was done work, I went for a run. Now, why is that important? Well, because I'm able to achieve a similar reward. You see, if you're eating something that's rich in carbs, you're receiving glucose, receiving different types of properties that help you to feel good. However, when you run, you are releasing endorphins. So that also helps counteract the anxiety, the anxiousness, the restlessness. So after the run, I felt really great. I was like, okay, great. This is awesome. This is what you replace it with. But this is the key part that athletes need to understand. You have to uncover why you're repeating certain habits in the first place. What is that reward that your body is desiring and why? That's the underlying factor. Because if you don't understand that, then you may just be on this witch hunt of trying to understand, hey, this is it, but it may not be it. That's why it's important when I work with athletes to uncover what is it that you're running from? What is it that you're chasing? What is it that is maladaptive when in pursuit of your goals? So these behaviors need to be understood from a deeper level. But once we do that, then we can implement these changes in habits, right? Or these routines to replace them. It's a really, really cool thing. Now, the other part about habits is we need to understand we can have lots of habits, right? Many habits throughout the day, but we need to understand what are the core habits. And one term for core habit is 
keystone habit. Keystone means out of all the habits you have, what is the one habit that is the catalyst, right? It's the one that creates the change. It starts the ball. It gets the ball rolling again. It's like, okay, well, I have this habit here and then this helps with everything else. So I gave the example earlier today of putting on the running shoes. That's the keystone habit. Once those are on, boom, you're out the door. It's not, okay, I need to put on the shoes and you got the door I need to run for three miles and need to make sure that I hit this time. No, that's a lot of willpower just thinking about it. So then the question comes, what do we need to achieve a habit, right? Like, what do we need to achieve a habit? Well, one of the big components to achieving a habit is we need to learn how to delay gratification. This simply means to delay pleasure. We're not looking for the reward immediately. We find purpose in the process of the reward, not the destination. We know through studies that the longer one sticks with something without giving up, the more likely they are to succeed. In fact, that is the number one predictor of success in all of performance psychology is delay of gratification. Now, what's the other component that athletes need in order to delay gratification? That has to do with self-discipline. Self-discipline is defined as the ability for an individual or an athlete to commit to important endeavors without needing someone to remind them or tell them to do that, right? They need that in order to achieve goals. So we need to seek out more self-discipline. In fact, I would say that out of all the top athletes I've worked with throughout my career, self-discipline is one of the top three skills that I've seen them possess, right? It's self-discipline. The other component that athletes need in order to achieve a goal is to have a clear vision. So in order to achieve a habit, we need a vision of what that's going to look like when we achieve it. The more clear the vision, the more likely we are to pursue the habit. What this means is that if we cannot see value in what we're doing, we will not go through it long enough to achieve the habit. So we need to create a clear vision, an understanding, a meaning of why this matters. And for some, it could be health. For athletes, it could be performance. It could also be emotional peace. So there's many reasons why we need to go after habits, but that vision needs to be clear. And if we're not working towards a habit, most likely one of the reasons why is because the vision is, isn't clear enough. Lastly, the other key component to achieving a habit is to have enough grit. Grit is a word that really is represented by two big areas that has to do with passion and perse perseverance, right? Passion is, you know, how badly do we want it? Perseverance, what do we need to do in order to achieve it? So we need to have a lot of grit, but through great habits, when we establish them, we start to develop more grit and passion is achieved through hard work in the first place. But we know through studies that grit is a key component for success. Now, once again, where do we start? If we want to achieve a habit, where do we start? We always need to start small. Okay. If we want to achieve a habit, start small. As I mentioned before, putting on those shoes, getting out the door, that's small. So that's the big part there. And we need to understand those key components in order to achieve habits, in order to achieve a higher level of success. Also understanding that our body is naturally fighting habits. 
we call this homeostasis. It's when our body kind of has this, this balance. And when we throw it out of whack, our body tends to fight us. It wants us to come back. And there's multiple reasons why that is. But when we look at it from a chemical standpoint, we can understand that for some reasons it could be for due to sugar. We're addicted to a property such as sugar or caffeine. Say if everyone's going to Starbucks or coffee, right? Or it could be due to dopamine. Once again, the phone, needing those hits. There's many different reasons why we find that we're doing things that are really maladapted to what we need in order to achieve. And we need to understand what they are and then write them down. In fact, what I would encourage all the listeners here to do is to take out a piece of paper and write down what are your habits, good and bad. In fact, you can categorize them in two columns. Okay, good habits that I have right now, bad habits. And then start to dive in in detail and understanding why are those habits there? What are you chasing? What is the reward? What's the routine? What's the cue? And start attacking them one by one. Imagine you discover five or let's say four major habits that you want to change, you want to improve, you want to replace. But we know through studies, it takes about two months. That means it will take you eight months. It can change your entire life. If you just take one of them, even say, this is the one keystone habit, the catalyst out of all, and cross it out. Okay, this is the one I'm going to focus on. Just focus on that understand, hey, if you get that habit, all the other ones become easier. Your life starts to change. That's the big part. So guys, I hope this was a, a really helpful podcast and it was a little shorter, but I wanted to get into those depths. There's just so much more that we cover in the program about habits and how we really break it down visually when I work with athletes. But I do want to share with everyone some really big news. Um, so starting today, I will be putting the podcast on temporary hold for the next upcoming months. Now, there's a reason for that. I'm doing that because starting in May, so starting next week, I will be focusing on writing a new book. In fact, writing the first book. You see, my mission since day one is to help as many athletes and their community as possible. And I want them to achieve athletic excellence. I want them to achieve this personal well-being. That's what this company is about. It's not just about helping athletes perform their full potential, but also exercising these skills that they learn and applying them throughout their life to make great changes. And that's what I'm going to be doing throughout this book. So I cannot wait to be able to apply the knowledge and experience that I've gained throughout over a decade with my company to help many, many athletes and parents and organizations throughout the years to come. So I'm going to focus heavily on that for the next upcoming months. That does not mean that we will not be releasing content. In fact, for my listeners, if you really like the, the content and you want to continue following us, please check out, in fact, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to still be posting on YouTube. So the YouTube channel is the SPMI podcast. Okay. So the SPMI podcast, go there on YouTube, subscribe. You're going to see a lot of great content and we're going to also produce that content with great production quality. So it's fun. It's entertaining to watch. And then also please follow the company on Instagram because a lot of the content's going to be repurposed there as well on Instagram too. And if you guys have an Instagram account, that is at SPMI plus. Just like the website, SPMI Plus. So please follow us on there. And you know, I really look forward to providing and, and continuing to update athletes, parents, coaches, 
on the latest and the most informative information to help uh, create real change, you know, real improvements and transformation in people's lives. So check that out. Um, hope you guys really enjoy these podcasts. Like I said, I will be back. This is not forever. This is just to focus on this. This is my keystone habit. Okay. This is why this podcast is necessary because I'm taking everything right now and that's going to be the routine. Same reward. In fact, I would say the reward becomes even greater, but that's the big part. And that's the great news that I have to share with everyone when that book is ready. Of course, I'll have a big announcement on the podcast and many other places, but guys, please uh, definitely follow us. Like I said, go on to the SPMI podcast and YouTube, and then also Instagram at SPMI plus check out those two. We also have other channels, but I think those are the two big ones and um, look forward to our next podcast in the future. But until next time, guys have a great, great, um, you know, training and, and competition throughout the summer, working hard, uh, continue to really put your all in it. And guys, if you do need to work on your mental game, I cannot stress it enough. Go check out our new program, spmiplus.com. It's phenomenal. There is no barrier to entry. It is a 14 day trial. You're going to get immersed in mental toughness training. So if you guys are struggling, you're losing, you're not performing to your full potential, or you just want that extra edge, you're unhappy with your sport, you feel stuck, you're scared, any of that, we go through those areas in depth and you'll receive real skills in real time and understand exactly how to apply them in those situations. So having said that, guys, listen, all the best. We will talk soon. And um, yeah, I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Take care.